This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk on Twitter, and we're back again with another episode of the IDP Army podcast, talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. Today, we are going to be doing a fantasy football mailbag, so I'll be covering offensive and defensive questions, a few trade questions, a few player questions. Uh, it's a good show. Get you guys out of here pretty quick, because I got two other shows to record today. We are busy, so let's get to it. <laughs> All right, that was kind of weird. Looks like my computer might be a little bit goofy right now. Hopefully, the stream stays up. If you have questions, if you're watching the live stream, please send them to me. I'm here to answer any questions I can for this little bit that I'm here. If you want to support the channel, do that by going to the Patreon. You can also become a member of the channel. We have premium IDP rankings, dynasty rankings, underdog rankings, etc. Uh, we appreciate all the support from you guys. Uh, it means the world to us. But Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. This is a mailbag episode. I found a few random questions um, throughout Twitter, throughout Facebook. I think I even looked on Reddit a little bit. Um, in some group chats, um, just about players, values, even some trade stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and bring those or one of those up. Um, first thing we're going to start with today. Oh, and before that, like you know, subscribe to the channel. We just finished up the linebacker ranking shows. Uh, the defensive line ranking show is coming out over this next week. Two or three shows about that. Um, all of our rankings, all of our stuff, like I said, like just subscribe, stick around. We have a lot of good content besides just this, but I wanted to actually talk to, you know, our listeners, the community, the audience, because they brought some questions up. So um, somebody had asked about DJ Woonham recently. Um, this is a defensive lineman or a defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, last year was his second season, played quite a bit because Daniel Hunter with his neck injury was out. Um and I, I just I don't know that he's going to have a big year this year, but I do want to bring up this last season. I mean, he started 14 games, eight sacks, 47 combined tackles. Not bad. Only seven tackles for loss, 15 quarterback hits. Again, not world breaking numbers, but these were solid numbers. And it was his second year on the team. Um, and he kind of stepped into that role. I know they have Zadari Smith that they brought in now to go on with Daniel Hunter. So. You'll hear about both of those players on the defensive line show that you will hopefully be watching soon. But uh, one of them is a, a guy I don't want to be forgotten in Dynasty or even this year as a potential plug and play if one of those guys does get banged up again. Because we're talking about two 
extremely powerful edge rushers who have, you know, neck and back problems. Um, albeit they're great when they're on the field, but you know, those are kind of serious injuries. So I just, I actually was looking, I don't even have DJ one on right now in the index. That's going to be fixed very soon. Um, he will be going in there uh, because I th- I'm getting more bullish on him as I've been doing my research for the defensive line rankings um, and tightening those up, et cetera. So uh, keep an eye on him if he's on your, you know, maybe if he's on your waiver wires in a dynasty league, just go, you know, put the little star button, put him on a watch list. I'm not saying you have to pick him up, but he's a player that I think can continue to to pay off um, as we continue, you know, his career, et cetera. You know, things shift. So the next question we got was a trade question. I forget where I saw this, but it says, would you give rather have Justin Jefferson and the opposite side of the trade is DJ Moore, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Zach Cunningham, and an early 23 first. I'm pretty sure I found that this is on the Facebook IDP uh, fantasy group. Um, and this is actually an interesting trade because your Justin Jefferson obviously is a top you know, three pretty much consensus dynasty wide receiver. Uh, he's great. He's amazing. DJ Moore is a really good receiver as well in his own right. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This could be, you know, a small buy low opportunity. You know, there's a whole thing about the injury he dealt with this last year or two, why we've never really seen him beat his full potential on the Chiefs. But you're buying hope there. Zach Cunningham, while I do have him ranked pretty high this next year, a linebacker, he's not a deal breaker in this trade. Like, he's not making me suddenly be all about this trade. In early 23 first, like, I don't know what your first situation is. So, to me, this is a hefty number of players to give up just for Justin Jefferson. There's a lot more things that can go wrong with your team if you just have Justin Jefferson and he like rolls his ankle. You know, you don't have you, you've given away one, two, two offensive assets, a defensive asset, basically potential every week starters, um, even if they're flexes, and then a first round pick for next year. It's a pretty fragile trade. So while I am very, very, very big on Justin Jefferson, me personally, I would never send that much over for Justin Jefferson, um, especially when I think DJ Moore still has ceiling on him as a player. Uh, just his situation has not been great. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson it needs to be highlighted. Yeah, he's great, but remember, Kirk Cousins is no slouch. He's had a lot of good receivers. He's made a lot of good receivers. If you gave you know DJ Moore a Kirk Cousins caliber pocket passer, you know what I'm saying? Um, who's to say that he isn't? similar type of production so i'm not and we know that the quarterback in the panthers is not going to be sam darnold who it is now so going forward so i would not do this trade personally even you know i know if if you're a huge justin jefferson fan and you have a lot of assets maybe but i would rather keep dj moore ceh cunningham in the early first ride with that team maybe you know go look for another wide receiver if that's what i want Uh, but i'm not doing that just to get justin jefferson personally so we had another trade value question come up. This one has kind of a two-part idea to it. Uh, Roquan Smith trade value, um, 23 first, question mark, and then does small roster league size make a difference? I think it does. Um, and here's kind of my thought process, and it's probably more obtuse than most people's shocker to anybody listening to this, but on smaller on smaller teams, on smaller rosters, I want to have the best players. I want to have guys that are super turbocharged. You know what I mean? Like top end at their position. Roquan Smith is a top end player at his position. Um, now, I know you can, you know, replace linebacker production, et cetera, et cetera. But that really, 
becomes more viable strategy when you have bigger leagues with more starters. When you just have very small rosters, you can't afford to have somebody not perform because it will massively affect your overall weekly score. So I think on a small roster IDP league or offensive league, I, I want to get the best players. And it's weird. I mean, that's what fantasy is. You know, it's just you literally just need to stack as many good players as you can on your team. Um, you know, a 23 first, who's the best linebacker in next year's draft class? What if you actually win the league this year somehow? You know what I mean? That's going to you're going to get the the worst player in the first round. You know, I mean, half of these guys bust. So you're giving up a, a known top three linebacker, essentially, year in, year out for a, a guy who's going to probably be drafted mid to late in the first next year. So I'm just sticking with Roquan. You know, I, I really, I think high level players in any position, even ones that are quote unquote replaceable um, or, you know, dictated by something as, you know, simple as the snaps or whatever people want to say. Um, I want to win. You know what I mean? And the way you win is you have players that score the most points. You know what I'm saying? Like people try to, they inception themselves too much in fantasy football. And I know it because I've done it. You know, when I first came into fantasy football, I came in hot headed, listening to all the content. I literally came into the space and just did everything that I heard I should do. That's how I know a lot of this stuff is really not that good. Um, commentary or content. That's how I know it. Okay. I've was I've been in positions where I've had players on my team been like, I'd want to keep this player, but X, Y, Z on show, you know, ABC said he's not going to be that good. And I've just in my, and I just was like, well, he must know something. I don't, they don't, no one does. Okay. Trust yourself. Okay. If you have good players, just because somebody else is not in on Gabriel Davis does not mean he's not going to be good or Dawson Knox or anybody. Debo Samuel last year. Oh, there's a very well-known dynasty guy who fucking hated Debo last year. And this dynasty, I only bring him up because his favorite thing to do for content, entertaining content, is just to clown people who disagree with him with his analytics. But it's like, the reality is everyone who drafted Debo last year basically drafted a flex player who was a top three wide receiver. Like, like that helped a lot of people win. So stick to your guns, even if people are, you know, giggling at you and poking at you. Um, I'm going to keep Roquan personally. That was kind of a little bit of a tangent. But uh, today's show, like I said, this is a mailbag show. I'm not trying to be like, you know, too crazy. Um, I got two more shows to do later. Trust me, the production value on those is going to be insane. I've already spent like two hours at the fucking office fucking putting graphics together. and I'm still not done. So. You want to hit that little that little Patreon button? Show some love to your boy. All right, we got some questions in the chat before I get to the rest of the questions that I have for the show. Um, what we got here? Always appreciate the content. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody that watches, listens. There are a lot of you. I don't, you know, it's been awesome to watch the the movement grow, our community grow. Um, it's actually been really incredible. Um, it kind of blows my mind, but you know, we just keep grinding and you know, build brick by brick. Eventually, we're gonna have something cool here, and we already do, I think. All right, here we go. Jane James Martin says, Yo, Jordan, funny clip on Fantasy Pros YouTube. The most recent video post, I believe, is happy draft. It's 46 minute round, and they mention you. Oh, bad, not bad, funny mention. Okay, all right, Fantasy Pros, 
appreciate the the, the 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 love. I'll have to go check that out. Thanks, James. Forty sixth minute. Guess I'll uh, you know, hey, anytime you're getting mentioned on Fantasy Pros, you can't be mad about that. Don't let them tell you that I'm doing it wrong out here. Okay, people. Some some of these folks out here be like, you need to do things differently. Like why? I'm just doing me. You know, if you don't want to be a part of it, that's cool. But I think it's pretty effective. And I am what I am. Anywho, what we got here? Feelings on Deion Jones this year. Ooh, great question. Just finished up my rankings. I don't, like the linebacker rankings, you saw the first 20. I don't know. If, I think he is like, like 24, 25. I need to go double check that. But he is still, I'm still valuing him pretty highly because he's you know Atlanta-based linebacker. I'm not like burying him, but um, I'm a little more bearish on him than most people just in general, always have been, always will be. Um, but again, like he's a great second, third, probably like a, more like a third linebacker if you can pull that off, um, in my opinion, this year. Apparently, you're part of their expert grade, though. Interesting. Always appreciate the grind. Hey, that's what that's what we do, you know. All right, let's get back to these. Uh, if you guys have any more questions, drop them in here. Like I said, I'm happy to ad lib answer them for you. But I have a couple more that I did have pulled in. Uh, this one comes. This is kind of a soapbox one but here we go so offensive and defensive combined rankings i saw somebody ask about this on facebook in my opinion just for forthright is there there i you guys have heard me use this con this word before it's content masturbation okay it's when it feels good to you but it's not really helping anybody else all right if you want to sit down and put together a list of 500 players at and most of these guys who propagate this stuff are fans of five six defensive positions if you want to put together a list of you know 400 players 500 players at 10 different positions in an arbitrary list and then try to actually defend it as a useful meaningful actionable piece of content please come on the show and do so i would love 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 to engage and hear why you think that is it works that way in my opinion team Roster construction, team building, human bias means that things like that don't really mean anything because at any given point, you your team might need a player that this list, you know, the next player at that position might be 20 spots down, literally, just because of the way that the concept is structured. And that's going to end up hurting you overall. There's a lot more audibles to be called in a fantasy draft so instead of a combined offensive and defensive list which some people do and again my opinion on it is it's not useful i've never seen anyone use it i've never heard anyone that isn't the creator of one touted as something that is worthwhile ever i have seen people ask for it but i've never seen those people come back and be like wow this was amazing never been been around for three years now i tried to do a list like this myself again from the practice of doing this myself, I do not think it is worth your time. What I think rather is a much more efficient, wise, smart, meaningful strategy is to have an offensive and a defensive list. And when it comes your turn to pick in a draft, you need to assess which quote unquote team needs help. What if I've already got, you know, five IDP players where I've only got two offense. If the rankings tell me the next five best players are defense, is it wiser for me to just follow these, combined rankings or do i need to look at my team and say this is a offensive pick this round so you need to be able to switch to the offensive rankings and get all the noise and the clutter out of there 
There is no purpose for these things. Okay. I won't use the M word again. I've used it. That is my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. But again, if somebody wants to come onto this show, any of these people that, again, propagate, perpetuate the concept that this is helpful and useful, I would love to engage in that conversation with you. I've seen some people think it is. I have yet to see it. So in my opinion, get yourself some tiered offensive rankings, some tiered IDP rankings. And when it's your turn to pick, you need to say, what does my team need, offense or defense? You should be able to know that by looking at your team. You shouldn't have to look at a spreadsheet with 40 players. You know what I mean? And there's only three at each position in that 40 slot because there's so many. There's two quarterbacks. There's three defensive tackles. There's a defensive end. You know, there's a cornerback because, again, who are these people doing this? I don't know. So there's my uh, soapbox for the moment. Cody Allen just 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 coming in, dropping the people's elbow on my ass. You going to do a top 20 defensive back show soon? Yeah, Cody, I am. Okay, like I said, today I spent two hours before I sat down here prepping the defensive line show. I also spent time prepping the defensive back show. This shit takes time, okay? Um, good, high-quality content is what I want to produce. I want people to feel like they're actually learning, engaging. So, I mean, I could sit here and read off my – I mean, I could pull it up right now for you, Cody, and just say, these are my top 20 linebackers or defensive backs. Not going to do that, Cody. I love you. I'm not going to do that to you, okay? So the defensive back show will be soon, next week, end of this week, something like that. I mean, if you keep pressing me, I might, you know, get a little busier. But I'm just saying I, uh, I'm i working on the defensive line next because defensive backs I feel like are the most like, meh, like who really, I mean, like, meh. Defensive line is just more fun. So I want to get this information out first so it's out there on the pod and the stream for people to ingest and consume and attack me over. Ah! I'm ready. Sorry, bro. Just excited for the content. Okay. Well, if you put it into the content of like being excited, like for Christmas, like, I'm sorry, I came at you like that. I'm doing my best. I promise. I'm trying real, real hard. Um, Appreciate you guys. All right. We have a couple more questions. Actually. Okay. I have two more things to talk about. Okay. Number one, I'm going to share something else from a different screen. Our friend Mace Riney from a place which we will not name, still a friend, um, did a poll. I'm going to share the screen of this poll because the, 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 the results of this poll were interesting, I thought. All right, here we go. All right, let's... Okay, and remember, my computer is old. All right, let's see if I can do this. Boom. Oh, no! That's not what I want. There it is. Okay, so you can see here... May said, in a startup with a conjoined, conjoined, funny word choice, he got that question several times, in a combined dynasty startup. Um, he has three defensive line players, and Kevin Bayard's thrown in there kind of randomly, so I just ignored that. But it was Rashawn Gary, Harold Landry, or Sam Hubbard. Who of these three would you want in a startup over overall? I found these results fascinating because Rashawn Gary won this poll, Sam Hubbard came in second, and Harold Landry came in third. So... I am going to pull up some data here. I, I I got my you know my gardening gloves on and I said, you know what, I'm gonna head to the trenches of Google Sheets and I'm gonna do for the people, I'm gonna do what I hate to do, and I'm gonna try to make a spreadsheet that makes some sense. So if you'll give me one moment, I'm gonna share my elite spreadsheet findings with you. 
All right, here we go. Chart numero uno. So I went and I looked at the career of these three players, the three years they've all been in the league, at a points-per-game basis. Um, in 2021, Harold Landry, 14.7. You can see here. Uh, Rashawn Gary, 11.5. And Sam Hubbard, 12.4. Going back to 2020, this is, again, points-per-game. 13.1 Harold Landry, 7.5 for Rashawn Gary, and 10 Point eight for Sam Hubbard. And then going back to their rookie season, or Rashawn Gary's rookie season, the, only, the last season they all three played together, Harold Landry, again, 14.1 points, Rashawn Gary, 2.1, and Sam Hubbard, 14.9. So Rashawn Gary, in every season he's played, has had a much lower points per game than both these players. Um, now, granted, some of that has to do with the fact that he doesn't play a lot of snaps. And... Um, these two guys do play a lot of snaps. Um, and that does affect the overall outcome. And I just found it fascinating that in this in this poll that he posted, the guy who ended up winning out was the guy who scored the least amount of points and who plays the least amount of snaps. And I just it was a, a curious thing to, to see sort of perpetuated into reality, given that so many, you know, I wonder where they got the information that made them vote the way they did because what I hear from my contemporaries is, you know, follow the snaps, follow the snaps, follow the snaps. I mean, everything in IDP just gets reduced down to that commentary if you try to press some of these guys. But then I see that, you know, these listeners aren't hearing this from me because I know I'm not higher on Rashawn Gary than these other two players. But then I see this poll from Mace and in this poll, Rashawn Gary is winning pretty handily. Um, so it just doesn't make sense to me. So I have to wonder, are, are, are other people beginning to tout ability over over snaps? It's, it's a curious because I've brought up efficiency and things of that nature before, and it was not well received. Um, we will just click over. I also have their points per snap, which if you look at this, again, this is sort of indicative of the efficiency over the time played. Rashawn Gary actually, in two of the three seasons, scored the most points per snap. He was overly efficient, but he played around 200 ish, 250 fewer snaps than the other two this year. So I just don't know how or where this gets reconciled as a as a reality that Rashawn Gary would be ranked higher and should be ranked higher, given that he doesn't get the playing time. He hasn't scored the points. It just it, it's very curious to see that the macro argument is not holding up on the micro argument of the players. So again, you have to wonder what 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 information some of these people these people who voted on Mace's um, poll are consuming that would lead them to vote the way they did. So I'll leave it up to you. You're the consumer. You're a smart mofo. Hopefully, you're watching this channel. So maybe there's some disconnect from reality maybe the maybe there's some contradictions um layered into some of the other content out there i don't know i don't consume it but when i see things like this i wonder who does all right my final piece of this puzzle today is a is a, is a fight i've been on for a while you guys know about my tj watt best defensive player in the league crusade that's three years deep because it's true this is also my third year on the fred warner as a sham Okay, and for IDP Fantasy Football Crusade. Okay, so I'm going to start this argument with just the facts. Okay, 
Of the three linebackers who played meaningful snaps last season for the 49ers, on a points-per-game basis, the worst one was Fred Warner. Let me say that again. Of the three linebackers who played meaningful snaps last season for the 49ers football team, Fred Warner was the lowest points per game. Algier scored more and Greenlaw scored more on a points per game basis. Okay, number one. Number two, I have some, um, you know, and, and the thing about it is, is just, he finished last season. I, I'm just going to bring this up. I'm going to bring it up because the images will speak louder than my words, even though my words are obnoxiously loud. Let's share this with you all because, again, um, I want you to see the truth. So we have here this from myself. Uh, I posted this just the other day, and this is in Fantasy Pro Scoring. Fred Warner has never finished as a top 10 fantasy football linebacker, any scoring. Fantasy Pro's elite scoring since entering the league. Linebacker 27, 2018. Linebacker 11, 2019. Linebacker 15 in 2020. And then linebacker 16 in 2021. I go on to further say, and those finishes are on the back of fully healthy 16-game seasons. He's a great FFIDP linebacker, too, but don't reach in drafts. If Fred Warner misses a game, he's not a linebacker one, period, because he does not have the points per game to sustain what he does. Um, so it's he, he, he's a very sort of contrived player to me, and I want to bring up why I'm so adamant about this conversation. And I want to preface this by saying, because it's probably going to get misconstrued, and people are going to be like, Jordan's attacking people, blah, blah. I'm not attacking a single individual here. I want to point out the flippant sort of nonchalant, nobody's doing their own research narratives that get thrown around about IDP players in public by people who are considered experts. Whether you call yourself an expert or whatever, whatever title you have, it doesn't matter. People look to you for the truth, and you say things that are lies, that is not good. Now, if those lies are nefarious, intentional, whatever. I mean, I don't want to get into that. I just want to get into the kind of information that is perpetuated in public about players. And Fred Warner is just the, the easiest example of this because I just told you the truth about Fred Warner. He has one top 12 season ever at 11, okay? That's it. That's, that's his best situation. And I have more information on him from last year. So I want you to look at this tweet. And again, I'm not attacking any body. Okay. This is just, this is public information. This is on the internet. Okay. This is from somebody that I respect. Somebody I think does do the work, but we are all, we can all get caught up in the, the narratives and get lost. So, like I said, never been a top 10 linebacker. So King mode, uh, homie over at Football Guys posted this. He is in an IDP league with Jeff Bell and some people, and his linebackers are Darius Leonard and Fred Warner. And Mike Waller, the homie, says two top 10 linebackers. Good start. Um, Darius Leonard, yes. And maybe Mike Fred ha he has Fred at a top 10 linebacker, but Mike Waller is somebody people respect in the industry, in the IDP industry. He's somebody people look to as a leader. His words carry weight. I'm going to say it again. At no point has Fred Warner been a top 10 linebacker. So when this kind of information is just thrown out there by people who are looked at as authority figures, 
I feel like it's it would be negligent of me not to engage this conversation, even if it is abrasive and pushes some people the wrong way, because it's just not the facts. Okay, and if we want people to play IDP, if we want people to come to our side of the ball, we have to equip them to kick our fucking asses. And if we're putting out information or saying things flippantly, nonchalantly, offhand, in public from a position of authority, that is could be looked at by some as as a, as a just as negligence, as an abuse of whatever power you may have, and it's irresponsible. <clears throat> Again, I'm not attacking Mike. Mike, if you see this, I love you. You're a good fucking guy, okay? And if you have him ranked as a top 10 linebacker, that's awesome, okay? But I just want people to know he's never been a top 10 linebacker, and that's something that's out there in the world that people may assume is true and think and adopt that as their mentality. And when other people come to them like myself and say that's not right, they're going to bristle and they're going to feel like they're being attacked, but they're just being informed. So... There it is. Okay. Set it. We'll see how the world takes it in and processes it and spits it back out to me. Um, I love IDP fantasy football. I love fantasy football in all fucking formats. And I am, I want to empower more people to do this shit on the real. Um, it's so much more engaging, entertaining, educational to play a full game of fantasy football with the full board of players in front of you. So do me a favor. If you appreciate this video, go subscribe to the Patreon. This is what I do full time now. Fancy football content, 24-7, 365. I will answer more questions in the coming week or weeks. I've got a sleeper video to do. I've got defensive line videos to do. I've got a uh, offensive video to do. I need some underdog videos to do. I'm busy, okay? So we love you. We appreciate you. Support us. Help us scale this thing up so that we can all go kick some ass this all this season in fantasy football. We can all go win some money, stunt on our homies, and uh, you know bring home the uh, bring home the belts and, and the trophies. So um, peace out. Love you, IDP Army. I will be back very soon with the defensive line ranking show. Peace. peace.